Stem Cells at Lunch Digested is brought to you by the Centre for Stem Cells and Regenerative Medicine at King's College London. Hello everyone. Uh, we are here today with Dr. Caroline Hill, uh, who is an established group leader at the Francis Crick Institute since uh, 2015. Uh, her work mainly focuses on developmental uh, signaling uh, with a specific focus on trans transforming growth factor um, beta or TGF-beta superfamily. Hello and welcome to the stem cell at lunch. Um, it's very interesting research that you have developed throughout the years. Uh, can you tell us a bit more about your research and how you got to the stage today where you are? So what we're interested in is how cells communicate with each other and the particular uh, molecules that we're interested in that are uh, produced by one set of cells and then act on other sets of cells is the transforming growth factor beta family. What I'm particularly interested in is the role of these molecules in early embryo development. So the patterning of an embryo, so every adult organism started off as a single cell and the thing that has really fascinated me forever is how a single cell can become such a complicated organism, whether it's a human or a mouse or a, or a fish. Um, cell signaling is, as I said, essential for development, but it also is the thing that goes wrong in cancer. So we are interested in how these molecules work correctly uh, in, in early embryo development, uh, and we use the fish for that model, uh, for our model, and uh, we're also interested in then how these pathways are deregulated in cancer. That sounds very interesting because you look both at the normal homeostatic uh, state and then also look at what's dysregulated in order to lead to the cancer. So for the knowledge you've gathered so far, uh, what do you think is the trigger which makes this balance crucial and how is this balance uh, dysregulated to lead from health status towards cancer? So some of it is at the level of the expression of these molecules. So these molecules can be uh, expressed um, inappropriately, and that could drive uh, tumors to become more invasive. So these molecules in, in early development help cells to uh, move over each other and to invade into other spaces. That's great when it's very well controlled. But if that happens in an organ, then that's obviously uh, going to be a problem. And that's, that's uh, something we think could be a trigger. So it could be over expression. Also could be mutations occur at the level of the DNA uh, so that the uh, key molecules in these pathways don't work correctly and that then uh, will result in either loss of signaling where you need the signaling or inappropriate signaling where, where it shouldn't happen. Thank you. Uh, and you mentioned that you have as a model organism the fish. Mm -hmm. uh, why did you choose that? It's quite an interesting model to work on. The fish is great because the embryos are transparent and one of the things I wanted to be able to do was to watch this signaling in real time and that's something we've been able to do uh, over the last uh, few years which is incredibly exciting. They are also very easy to get hold of, you can get very many embryos that are all uh, at this, exactly the same stage so it's possible to do not only uh, imaging sort of techniques but also biochemistry and, and other uh, types of experiments as well. That, that sounds really fascinating. And then in terms of the pathways, are they conserved when you compare the different species? They are incredibly conserved. So some of the molecules that we work on, which are the actual uh, transducers of the signal from the plasma membrane into the nucleus, are about 98% identical between the fish and the human. So we know that everything we learn of the fish is going to be directly uh, relatable to uh, human, uh, both embryology and, uh, and disease. 
That sounds really good because it's very translational. Um, so, um, how do you think that uh, everything in terms of um, how the signaling pathway is altered in cancer and how it's preserved in a health, uh, healthy tissue is going to advance over the next few years? If we think about the techniques and everything that uh, we have so far in the present, how do you think this field is going to move forward? Uh, we're very interested in my lab in understanding what exactly has gone wrong and in which tubers. We're working quite a lot with breast cancer at the moment, uh, and so then we want to, be to identify exactly which would be the best way of inhibiting this pathway. We have, uh, have some very good ideas and working on those, so we think it's going to be important to inhibit um, particular members of this family uh, to stop uh, cancer spread and also possibly to help the immune system uh, recognize the tumor. So I think that's going to be a, a key feature in the next couple of years. Last but not least, um, how long, how much time do you think uh, it will be until we actually get closer to a diagnosis of cancer using this knowledge that you have developed in your lab? I think, I mean, the next five to ten years, I guess everyone always says that, but um, I think we will be making, we're making a lot of progress um, generally in, in cancer research these days, uh, and I think the uh, immune angle is something that's, that's very, very exciting, so I would say in the next uh, five to ten years we will be able to translate some of the things that we're doing right now in the lab uh, into the clinic. Thank you very much for your attention. Thank you.